Welcome to the Minecraft Podcast, episode 115. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Minecraft Podcast. This week, we have Badge. Hello. We have CoStar. Hi. We have Good. Hi. Special guest, Milby. Hi. How are you doing, Milbs? So good. So good to be here. I'm so glad that for you to, for, to be here, you to let me to, to be here today. It's, so, it's such a good day to be here. And such a great day. <laughs> a wonderful day for me to be here. And so glad. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, amazing. I don't have any response uh, <laughs> to that. Let me help you out here. Um, anything going on with you? Anything new? Anything happening? I bought more <laughs> weights for my bench today, which is great. You bought more Let's weights. Get more small. Does that yep, mean I, that you didn't have enough? So you like yep. used all your weights up? Well, I had all my weights to take up the whole thing, and then I was like. It was only 40. And I was like, well, that's useless. So I had to buy two giant 20s. And it was really funny watching the delivery guy cart like 40, <laughs> ki- 40 two 20, uh, like basically 40 kilograms like weights down fucking stairs. <laughs> like, flaps <laughs> on the way down. And then, uh, so now I've got, I'm going to get even even more swole. And then when I run out of room on those, I go bigger and bigger. And then, and, and then. What happens it. when you run out of room for your body? Then, um, <laughs> You get a new body, move. duh. It's time to move. Move to a move to a warehouse or something. Back on Milby, air hanger, roll up door. I have a question. Milby looking right? Oh yeah, that's what Milby looking is. Do you use fish oil? Fish oil? You, you don't use it? You mean like for love or something? Yeah. For it has no effect. I'm glad. I'm glad Badge agrees. We had a big discussion about fish oil and like omega-4 and like all sorts of stuff when oh, Aurelian and Pyro were on. Omega-3. Omega-3. Yeah, omega-3. Whatever. Omega-3. You know, he's added like a number to no, it. Omega-4 is better. I think I take, omega-5 oh, is I what omega I'm on. Six. Yeah. <laughs> six plus what? It might help, but I don't. I don't. I don't do it. Okay, cool. I, I just wanted to. I, I, mean, ain't, I ain't about that. I'm all about the pure. I was telling Milby I mean, about people that insert the the mineral oil into their arms. Oh, uh, uh, he'd never heard of that. Oh, I saw that thread. The guy <laughs> was, was a, all wobbly. There was one on Reddit that went by in the fitness they, subreddit. They did jump oh, as well. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've he, also he seen people. Like a, uh, he looks like yeah. a deflating balloon. Like I've seen like where guys look on their legs and stuff. It's just like it's big. I don't know. It's fucking gross. Anyways, yeah, uh, they put it in their dicks so like cow. They do that too. Yep. Ah, they do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read a book. Actually, yeah. You guys just talk amongst yourselves. Is that it a book about independence? It is a book about one summer. Two-thumb injection. I don't what believe you that you're reading a book. There's too, way too many words there for you to. Your oh, brain to screw work. you! Very I American. can read. <laughs> Does it take you a while? Yes, it's very slow for me to read. Um, but that, so, like, uh, basically, what I do is whenever I listen to an audiobook, I uh, I like to have like the other book to like I'll look at I'll watch I'll <laughs> I'll watch the book I'll watch the book I'll read the book while while listening to the audiobook. Yeah, listen, I pay authors like three times whenever I read their books. <laughs> 
I, I was trying to read a book. The other, like the last book I tried to read was uh, what was it called? It was called. Um, Gone now. So far away from the mic. Tim and Jane yeah. go to the shop. <laughs> Jane runs fast. Jane runs to the well. She uh, spot play. It was. It was. It was. It was the, sa- the Satanic Verses by Sal and Rush. Oh really? It's fuck, it's too hard. Like I spent. I've read about the first ten pages. 20 times and I still <laughs> and I just like fuck it yeah gave up on that's it. one reason I like audiobooks is this is not a sponsor moment by the way but um uh is because <laughs> we save this shit till the next audible <laughs> I know right I know right um is because like they'll just say it and if you don't understand it they're on they're moving on to the next thing and like you're like well I guess I just didn't understand that <laughs> I like, might do that I might get a self <laughs> audio like that if you're reading and you didn't understand it, I mean, going back and rereading it again. No, I don't, I don't, nah. And one, I feel like like the author, whoever reads it for the audiobook normally does kind of understand it and can phrase it in such a way, like can use, you know, use the, the uh, their cadence or whatever to, to tell me a little, like to give me a little bit more, uh, what's the word, context on w- what it all means, um, just with, you know, how, how you say sentences. And normally I actually understand it a lot better whenever someone reads it to me. But even if not, I just kind of like this, like, fuck, we're friggin' moving on, moving on. You didn't get that one? Like, just keep, I hope you get a context from the next few sentences, because I crack we're going. Audio <laughs> yeah. And there's always, like, a, a rewind 30-second button if you're like, what? What just, like, I was just listening, like, someone yelled at me, and I was listening to them. Rewind 30 seconds. Let me understand. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for the free ad. Um, take the pay for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll call you. We'll call you. Call you later. Um, so Co, you have mm. a pretty cool story about. Uh, this is kind of uh, we're kind of touching base uh, off of the E3 stuff that we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back during E3 um, on the Sony conference, it was announced that Shenmue Three was going to be kickstarted, sort of. Um, because the thing with Shenmue 3 is, even though they're doing a Kickstarter, uh, it's probably going to be like a more than $50 million game to develop. But the uh, Kickstarter actually ended up being the biggest funded gaming Kickstarter of all time. Uh, it's $6.3 million. That's crazy. And it stopped. It's, yeah. it's over now. Yeah. But that wasn't enough, though, for them, was it? Well... It's not that it wasn't enough. I mean, that definitely blew their goal away. The actual... Well, they went 10, didn't they? Uh, they don't show it on the campaign page anymore, but... They're like, like Ghost Gone oh, no. was like 10 million or something like that. Well, they they wanted uh, 2 million for their goal. Yeah, the but then they said, like, I actually won 10, didn't they? Okay. <laughs> well, like I mean, the thing is, is that... This stuff is just going to go into the. It's just a drop in the bucket because they're going to be also funded by Sony. Are they actually getting funded so. by Sony then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sony I think if you can if you can raise that sort of money from a Kickstarter, then it obviously shows that there's you know a demand out there. So they'd be stupid not yeah. to. What's yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, at this like, point, isn't Kickstarter just the pre-order platform for most well, it's companies? Proof, it's like a proof of concept now, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. it's like they want they want proof of pit or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, is it pre-order? Okay, I guess. I mean, you you. I mean, that's not what its main object is. I mean, the main no. object is, you know, you can support us, but almost everyone is looking for the I, goal where you get a copy of the game. 
I think I, I think users can use it that way, but I don't think that that's necessarily what everybody's trying to do all the time. I mean, I do think that it's better. If, sorry, Millie. No, I was gonna say I think it's there's like it's the it's develop it's like X triple A developers want to make a game that they've been told they can't make using it for proof that people still want the game that they're saying that nobody else wants. That's that's like one of yeah. the major uses of it at the moment. I, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of variation. I mean, I think that the probably the best approach to go to Kickstarter with would be to already have a lot of stuff done and then use it as like a finish line as opposed to a starting line. Yeah. Because with the starting line, it's so much more likely that you're not going to make it because so many projects get started and then get canceled or whatever mm -hmm. for various reasons. But if you're already almost there and you just need a little push over the finish line, it makes much more sense to me because you can yeah. actually deliver. Man, I wish there was more Kickstarters like that. Hmm. Yeah. It also be nice because then you realize you put, you, you kickstart a game and you're like, oh, cool. When I get to play this, and you're like, probably not for two years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I have a yeah. lot that are just still yeah. out in the ether. One, I think Interstellaria is like one of the only games that's actually come out. It just great. came out this past yeah. uh, Wednesday or Thursday around there. Yeah. It's, I, a, it's a good game. I mean, well, the. the, the um, Mighty Number no. Nine comes out this year, which is going to be good. Yeah, there's another game as well, but I can't remember what that was. But yeah, most pretty much almost all the games I've kickstarted haven't even come out yet, and that was like a year or two ago. Yeah, no, me neither. I can say that I did. I did use this one as basically a pre-order. Yeah, because uh, they they have like a backer-only physical copy that's going to be unique, and I thought that sounded cool. So that's what I went for. How much but was it, that? Uh, that was the sixty-dollar tier. So same price what you pay for it anyway, so it's yeah. not bad. But it's unique, so yeah. it's it's kind of a deal in a way. Except right. you don't get any of the other tiers, but you only get that. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good that they that they did it this way, and I, I think it demonstrates that people were really, you know, the fans of the the series really wanted to see it completed, and hopefully Sony will carry it through. Because they really Knight. need some fucking content on their console. Shovel Knight came out in a Kickstarter. I forgot about that one. That's a great one. Yeah, that's that's that's, amazing. that's a perfect. That was the best return on a Kickstarter for me. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. Chasm's kind of come out. I really like that. Let's be near the axis for a while. That's really good. But yeah, I did Lama Lana 2, uh, Ukulele, Bloodstain, some game called Shape of the World. There's a couple of those, but I know I'm mostly those ranges, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I also think that Kickstarter is a good place for whales to really back a project. Like, it's a good way. Did you, did you say whales? Yeah. You yeah, said like, whales. You know, the, money, the cash cat. The cash money. Cash cat. It's like it's uh, that's <laughs> you know, the like where where, where Milby lives. You know, it's for whales yeah, yeah, people. We, we're really big on uh, Kickstarter. Right. <laughs> right. We've got a lot of a lot of money to burn. Wellsians. Like, no, and that's no. a term from in like Las Vegas that they call like the really yeah. high rollers is they're whales. Okay. Um, uh, and so like it's a place for basically like people with a lot of money who really love a project to be able to throw money at their favorite thing and also get something back because like you know you know it, it doesn't take a lot for the developers to set aside a day or like even a few hours in a day to walk someone who's going to give you know a few thousand around the offices but that's like a total 
you know, that's a thing that that type of person would totally love. So I think that that's another good thing for Kickstarter is, you know, is, is being able to mitigate that, that sort of high, someone who wants to give a lot and then also, you know, they can give more to those specific people. Yeah. It's normally one of the one or two goals that are like stupid high. Exactly. And you always see like one or two people have bought it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, let's uh, see what they what they did for Shenmue, actually. I'm looking. I just wish Modem were... purposely undershoot their their pro their like their project goals. It's a difficult balance, I mean, right. stuff like that. I mean, Cole will know this, but when you're quoting for a job, it's very difficult balance. You know, do you go low so that you get the job, or do you go high so you get the money? Um, some people think if it's too low that it's not worth it and, and i think probably it's the same for for them they want to get the, the project green lit so you go in low but yeah but yeah, sometimes it's super that, like, popular that like skews people's perspectives on how much money games cost and then when people go these big targets they're like why do you need that much they're making this game for like fifty thousand, <laughs> and then like they're, they're asking for two million but then really is they're just undershooting the goal because they want yeah there's uh, I think Coe's Barry say this, but there's one, two, three, four different packages at $10,000. And three backers have gotten that one, five backers have gotten this one, two, and three. So, what's that? What do they get? Five. That's 13. <laughs> 13 people have gotten $10,000 rewards, and it's dinners uh, set in different months. Uh, it's featured your face as a member of of a battle, to, and they're all different types of packages at the ten thousand dollar level. Three of them are dinner with you, Suzuki. Mm -hmm. Um, and a few of them have like very unique items, like the Shenmue script sets, the actual scripts for the for the original uh, games one and two, and then uh, one of them that didn't sell was uh. Rio or Dio's jacket, the original. Uh, that, yeah, it was worn by Masaya Matsukaze uh, 14 years ago for all the press events. Mm. The other ones get this get the same jacket, but it's a replica. Right, and 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 a lot of them are dinner, but in different locations in different months. So like tentatively set for September. This other one is in Monaco, uh, and this one is in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, I I nearly went for one of those. Like for ukulele, I nearly went for like the three thousand three hundred seventy-five pound one, which is like five hundred dollars because it's you get to voice you get to do a voice act in the game. I don't care. Oh wow! And I was like, I was like, I'm so. I was like, I could, but I'd have nothing left if I did. <laughs> I like, put it all in on doing a voice and ukulele. I hope my car doesn't break down because I won't be able to fix it. <laughs> Oh, we living off of scraps, but I'm gonna have a voice in a game. <laughs> the, the one I wanted from ukulele really bad, but I, I restrained myself was uh, where they're gonna put it on an N64 cart. <laughs> How much was that one? Six hundred bucks, I think. Uh, I really, really wanted to go for that, but that's a little steep. I can't remember which one I went for in the end. It was like the T-shirt one. I just did the, the basic game one. I think. I think I had this. 60, like 60 pounds or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was what, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's like, it was like $87, I think it was. It was the, uh, do you get like the toy? You get like that little demo 
special thing they're bringing out as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went for that one. Speaking of video games and movies. Oh, all right. We so we weren't talking about that weird. Anyway, go ahead, good. Uh, the the Minecraft movies finally got a director. It's uh, Rob McElhenney. I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> we, we were talking uh, about this the other day, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, when we did uh, don't start together. Uh, apparently, he was at Minecon. We could have met him. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, are you kidding me? I would have loved that. So, so th- this guy is the same actor that does uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's, he's one right of the now. writers. Yeah, yeah. He writes it along with the other guy. So and he, he acts in it as well. He's like one of yeah. my favorite like actors of that. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I would have killed to bet him in my in Minecon. Oh my god. Yeah. My I don't think I would have recognized him. Like looking at the picture of him at Minecon, he doesn't look like he does in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I would have I don't think I would have known it was him. He doesn't have his beard and he looks skinnier. Oh really? He doesn't have a beard? Oh my gosh. I don't oh, he's got a little bit of facial hair. Oh, I'm I, like, yeah, I, I'd recognize him if I saw him, yeah. I didn't see him. I don't know how he is as a director, though. I don't, like, I don't know if he does that much directing in Sunny. Anyway, right. Yeah, you're right. He looks way different in that photo that they use in the blog post. Yeah. Uh, he's done three directing. He's directed a movie, a TV movie called Pariah. Does he direct Sunny? He uh, he's done three episodes. Okay. Um, it's Always Sunny on TV in 2004. Charlie has cancer in 2005, and Charlie gets crippled in 2006. He really wants to he, Charlie. Um, I remember the directing in that. It was classic. Yeah, it was very uh, good direction, really. Uh, yeah, he did Danny DeVito in The Contract. It was a TV short in 2007. I think I've seen that. Didn't that have yeah, some have have, good direction? He doesn't really have much directing experience. This sounds like just the right person to do the Minecraft movie. Isn't is it WB <laughs> or who who is it WB who has the rights for the movie? I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> so people are going to be really wary of this since that Pixels out of Sandler film came out. Apparently, everyone hates it, so they'll be like, uh, "Oh, another gaming movie. Let's all go see that one. That'll be fun." Huh? Like I was worried about the Telltale game. And now I'm not worried at all about the Telltale game. It's going to be great. So I'm hoping that this thing kind of does the same thing, where it's like you see the trailer, you're like, "Oh, they did it! It's going to be great." But I don't know how they're going to do it, where it's going to be great. So I was really convinced by the the Telltale trailer, to be honest. I don't know. I just saw a bunch of stuff happening that was themed like Minecraft, but Minecraft doesn't have like a story so i still don't get that i mean i guess yeah it um, can be anything so it's I'm just a anything. spider don't mind me right yeah it could just be anything yeah um i guess also like so, so sometimes they don't show you the trailers like the guy that uh the pr guy from telltale was me at the opening ceremony we were talking about all the actors and like he was listed on the people that are there uh that are part of it and like Wee herman's one of them so like just stuff like that kind of sold me what i think it's gonna be fantastic yeah Wee herman's in the telltale game isn't that, um, didn't that guy like get caught masturbating yes. in a theater or something? Like that's that? the only thing anyone can remember. That was so long ago. Like, yeah, you weren't even like, probably born at that point. He could have like squirted like, you out. I'm sorry, but when you theater. do a kids thing and then you get caught masturbating in a theater, that's what you're gonna be known as. It's like the blue Peter presenter who got caught snorting coke. That's what <laughs> he's ever gonna be known. As. <laughs> that's a rest the, the blue paper man. What the hell did you just say? Oh, it's like it was a British. Uh, yeah, I've got only bad would know that. <laughs> <laughs> 
kids TV. It's a, it was like a kids show, and, and it was like a talkie. But yeah, it didn't matter. he got caught snorting coke. Let's just remember his career in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What? Pee Wee Herman, the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was the fantastic at it. Yeah, the movie, not the, not the oh TV show. Oh my God, that movie, movie is awful. The movie is terrible. Pee Wee Herman was fantastic at it. I don't remember Pee Wee Herman in that film. Probably like, <laughs> in my mind. Well, he wasn't Pee Wee Herman. I don't know his actual name. I can't remember his actual name. Oh, name uh, fuck. Paul something, isn't it? Yeah, it is Paul. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman like the Vampire right. has Slayer. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was like a classic movie. There's a really it's weird good. scene in that where he's actually drown someone in a bathtub that I always found really dark. His oh, death God. scene's like in that stairwell. And like at the end of the movie, like the end credits, he's still dying. It's like, ah, ah. Everything he did had a little element of like living nightmare to it hmm. that I could never get past. Yeah. Especially his show. Good God. He kind of reminded me of Mr. Bean, but like a more creepy version of Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> and he was always like a little bit adult, which like I never got as a kid. Like he used to do really adult comedy before. Yeah. 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 Like I remember like watching it as an adult and and you know, he comes out and has like this tray and he goes, you know, to like one of the chairs or whatever in his creepy ass house and he's like, Milk, milk, lemonade. And I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. Like, ha, ha, ha. He's making a joke. <laughs> what? He's making a joke about. about yeah, yeah. Anyway, milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner. Anyway. Chocolate's made. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I, I'm that makes me not worried about this Minecraft movie is that Warner Brothers also made the Lego movie. And the Lego was movie good. was great. You know, was Warner good. Brothers are, are just a, a money pet. They're not gonna have that much critical. all different people uh, i mean yeah i know but i mean well we don't know we don't know who else i mean we know one person like we know the director yeah you know because if if other per- this is like the second director too they had they had like a whole team set up and that whole team left i want to know who's writing it because they couldn't agree on the direction like they had a direction they wanted to go emoging didn't agree with it and so they quit did it look so, like it was finished? Um, I don't. I don't know what what was all planned. This was like uh, this was almost a year ago, basically. Yeah. That everything had a plan, and then all the people got fired or quit, basically. And so it's been. There's been no word at all since then, and this is good. the first word we're getting. That there's now a new director, and I. I don't know. I always wonder how these things come together. Maybe he just went to Minecon, and they were like, "Hey, hey, you, <laughs> hey, you're in the TV stuff, right? Get, yeah." Get here. You're hired. They do like a the, the, an interview and they don't tell you what you're interviewing for and you, you're hired. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing? Oh, the Minecraft movie. You're like, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> he may not even know yet. He may just basically have found out. Like, it's he's in this blog. <laughs> he's he got busy with Pinecon. Now he's the director. Yeah, he's like, wait, that was what I'm directing? <laughs> oh, shit. I oh, thought it was like going to Minecon. Yeah. <laughs> it was Lydia's favorite program or something. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's really no telling how this all came about, uh, but maybe it'll end up good. It's one of those things that I'm hopeful for. Right, right. Um, badge, what do you got for us? Yo, yo, yo. Well, um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm down with the kids. Okay? Yeah. Uh, but, but don't kid, tell the police. Kid like us. Um, 
<laughs> so um, there's been a major update for Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, which is a 10-year-old game. What? Uh, and, yeah, it's a Steam update, no less. It includes 5K resolution, uh, widescreen, uh, <coughs> all sorts of sexy 37 achievements, Steam Cloud saves, and native widescreen resolution support, resolution support for 4K and 5K, support for controllers, including Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4, along with several others. So good compare as well. Uh, Steam Workshop support, and they've worked with the Restored Content Mods team. Uh, now, there is a thing um, in... Knights of the Republic, where there was missing uh, missing content, uh, and there was, a, there was a very large mod group that uh, replaced that. Uh, and so Steam have worked with them to have that out on launch day, all up to date with the new mods and stuff. So, uh, I mean, good job. Yeah. Why they Why they do that? The, well, this is it. I mean, there's probably going to be a new one coming out, isn't there, when Episode Seven comes out? So mm. maybe they're just like. Rubbing our genitals. I didn't play the second one. I like the first one though. That was really good. Yeah, That's I was, yeah. It was amazing. I love I'm that. assuming there's still a still an audience playing it. How do I change It's my weird. Name? Normally yeah. they just stop support for old games like this, not make them better. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, this is the one not made by Bioware. This is the one made by Obsidian, which was mostly said like when I was playing Kotor, it was that that wasn't the best one the one made by bioware the first one was better <coughs> is what most people yeah. said yeah, yeah. as a four speed effects option in the menu interesting yeah no i thought i was uh, I, I like that yeah uh, me too i think that's a good good a good way to be going that's interesting yeah, minimum system requirements game. windows 7 or newer this seems crazy for a five-year-old game or a ten-year-old game. Yes, crazy, crazy. I wonder what made them do that. That's like, some sense. Yeah. Weird thing. Hmm. Well, anyway, right. that's cool. Huh. Do the first one. I like that one. What's it? What's it sell for now? It's uh, $7.50. Weird. I, I know, right? I'm like, I, I'm also wondering how much time does it, like, how much engineering time does it take? to put someone on this to scale all that. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe some guy just did it and they were like, oh, this is ours now. Uh, I well, guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you think it was Steam that really pushed for this? Or like it, it, might, it would make sense if like Steam is like, God, this game is still selling and we're getting so many support tickets for how bad it is. They're just pissed off. Guys. Yeah, can we please talk to freaking like uh, who's it? Uh, Luke no. Aspire and Disney Interactive with LucasArts. Do you know what I'd like? I'd like to see like a, a sales chart of Steam games, especially this one, to see if sales change. You know, the chart goes blah. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's. I mean, people are going to be buying this now, right? I think so. Release date only seven bucks. And you know, it's got a Metacritic score of 85, so it's popular. I mean, everyone knows it's a good game, but yeah, really, that's a cool story. Good find. Mm. Okay, Milby, you're up. 
Okay. Okay. Beat that. So, beat that. Well, Street Fighter Five, which is coming out sometime next year, I think. Uh, will they're saying that basically? This is, this is, I'm talking about this because I just watched Evo. It was on, uh, which is like the big <coughs> fighting game, and I love Evo. It's super fun. And um, this news came out of it that basically Capcom, what they doing with Street Fighter Five, which is I love, is that they're going to do. They give you the base game on the disc, and then all they, it's like got 16 characters and all future DLC characters and, and all the updates. You know, normally they do like Street Fighter, and then they do Street Fighter Ultra, Super Super Ultra. Super Ultra Turbo, but they're all they're all going to be on one disc, and all future DLC can all be gained by just playing the game. You don't actually have to pay any money for it, like your money anymore. You can if you want unlock it to get to buy it, but or you can also do it all by just playing the game itself. But do you think it's going to be like you could play six hours and get one quarter of the progress into getting a new character, or you can give us three ninety nine and get him right now? Yeah, it totally seems like microtransaction, like. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, but it, it'll take you about I, thirty hours to unlock one character. Or you the fact that you hours. can actually do that, as opposed to what they normally do, which is you have to buy the game five times to get all the stuff. Yeah, it's normally you have to buy the full game five times, basically for all the different editions. Like four, there were like four or five different versions, and you couldn't just upgrade it. You had to buy the whole game again. Yeah, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm just really happy <laughs> that uh, it's going to be You're okay with that game stuff. I'm just super happy to hear that. I haven't played a Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter game since the '90s. I don't think the good stuff. I played the new Mortal Kombat 10. Love so, that. Wasn't it the one you had to like buy finishing moves, credits? You can, no, you can buy easy fatalities. That all that shit I hate, obviously. But uh, it's just uh, yeah. I just like that you can own it. I just want to. I just like a game where you can earn it all just by playing. I'm happy with that. I don't. I know that I won't have to buy it if I don't want to. You can if you want, and that's that's there for people you know who don't have the time to sink clothes into it. But like I, I love working and earning that. So that's. I I get it's microtransactions, but the fact that you, they've never done that before. They've never let you in all future DLC by just playing the game. Right. Right. I'm sure that for. I mean, they're hardest of hardcore fans. This won't, you know, if you play it that much, this won't be a problem at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you play it loads. You just, you know, I mean, I plan on playing it quite a lot when it comes out. I might even buy a stick for it because it looks right. like they've. Like, I've, I've really, I've really ring up on it, and they've, they've like really changed the way it's going to play, and it looks like they just really, um, they've taken like loads of. They're making it more. They're doing that thing where they make it more accessible, but. With like a, a higher ceiling for you to reach, basically, you know, like you can get in easier, but it takes a lot. You got to there's a lot higher skill ceiling you can reach. I wonder why Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat stayed around, but Tekken didn't make it because Tekken something like seemed like the more Tekken's still around. Still Is it? They played it at Evo. It's just like oh. it's better than the other two. Okay, because Tekken always seemed like the more intricate fighting of fighting like, game. Street Fighter's got these moves that you know. It's got like Hadouken. It's got the like Shoryuken, and everyone knows those, and people love those. And they've got these like specific words and stuff like that. And Mortal Kombat's got the whole get over here. Yeah. Tekken doesn't really have any of that. It doesn't have. No, I know. It's like an actual fighting game. That's what I'm saying. Like, like 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 it's it's more of like a flowing fighting game than uh, this look on your face. Because I guess you did play a lot of Tekken. Like it's not just the whole. Played a lot of Tekken. Throw things. I played all kinds of fighting games, and as far as like. 
the the technical aspects of the fighting stuff goes, Tekken always seemed to kind of lag a little bit behind other games. Like Street Street Fighter games are pretty much like the pinnacle. Mm. Marvel vs. Capcom two. Like for me, like each character having like four moves versus like this whole different like fighting style. Like you could like several of the characters in Tekken have different actual uh, stances. Um, so there's like like three or four different stances, and then they have different moves in the in each of those stances. Versus, you know, you got Ryu and Ken. They're the same fucking guy with a different well, that's vest that's on. Five now is they like each character is like they're making each of them. They're they're trying to like. They're building them on personality, so each character is like has very different. Yeah, see, again, I haven't played any fighting games like since the '90s, so I'm talking about fighting games like in the PlayStation era. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat 10. Now each character has like three different variations of their own fighting style, and it changes their moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty different now. Yeah, all all the fighting games have a lot of depth to them. Yeah, um, except for a handful. Like I, I think Mortal Kombat was always kind of. Not it didn't it implied depth, but it wasn't really as much as the other games. I think you're kind of discounting Street Fighter though a lot because even the original was very like you could do a lot, and it's all in the moves combinations and stuff like that. It was pretty buggy though. There's a lot of exploits in the old ones. Like I've seen stuff that like you can do some really janky stuff in the old. I just don't like I, the same, the the games that were out at the same time as like Street Fighter Two Turbo versus uh, Tekken at that time. I thought I thought Tekken was way more in depth than the early Street Fighters. No, I think it's uh, that people can make when you watch people who are really good at Street Fighter. It's crazy, like how again are you talking about Street Fighter on Super Nintendo? Well, yeah, yeah, even that. It's crazy how much they make it. How much they like. There's all these little like things like the footsies, and then they go and like the the, the feet get how how much ground you move in. All these little there's all these little things going on and stuff like that. But, that with any competitive game like that, it always comes down to the balance that's why it's like certain games sometimes there's games that crop up in the competitive world that you wouldn't expect to be like why is this one the one that's played versus others but it's because of some something behind the scenes that doesn't have to do with how they look or what the theme is or anything it's all just they happen to get a particular balance that people feel you know works for tournament play I like it. I never saw Street Fighter. I guess in a tournament. I used to go to a lot of Tekken tournaments because Mad Cow was a hardcore Tekken player, and so we travel and go to a lot of Tekken tournaments. But I guess I just never saw. That's why I, I always thought that of Tekken as the the tournament game because that was the only tournaments I ever went to. But uh, it's the, that was... the the most insane shit I've ever seen uh, is just watching Marvel versus Capcom because that I mean with the whole tag team style where they have a little team of players and they've got just this. They have libraries. Each character has little libraries of moves that they can do, and they're just way over the top. There's huge amounts of like air juggling, and yeah, there's a lot of uh, this. The, that game's kind of dying down a bit now. The third one because it hasn't. Because mm-hmm. then, I mean, like, I, I get. I figured that they failed with the third one. That they blew it somehow. No, I people really like the third one. It's just they're not going to make anymore because they don't have the licensing for Marvel anymore and stuff like that, Capcom. Oh, okay. So they can't, they're not supporting it. There's nothing going on in it anymore. Like Capcom have supported Street Fighter 4 nonstop because mm. like, and they even have a tournament, they even have the Capcom tap, tournament cup where they, which they take around the whole world and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Marvel just doesn't have the support. Another game that I was surprised was in the thing was, I'm going to piss off those people. This was like the Smash Brothers in like the, well, that's the, kind of what I was referring they, to. They actually. brute forced that into like the competitive arena. Like they forced that into being competitive, 
and they're really defensive of it now, so I'm going to get shouted at for it. But uh, I, I've always found that really strange to watch competitively. I don't really get it. I don't that was the one I was thinking of. Um, I, I mean, I watched a lot of it during Evo this year, and I, I feel like I get it now because there is... And plus, whenever I try to play, it's like, good lord, I don't fucking... I, I can barely just compete in a in a fight amongst babies because it's so hard to get like a mastery of the movement and stuff like that and, and the, the way the moves work. But it's very simple and well-balanced, so it actually ends up making for a good tournament game. Yeah, I have always sort of seen it as too much of a pie game for, to take it like seriously as a tournament stuff. So I'm always just like, yeah, like I yeah, just so I just remember playing that on my GameCube, yeah. like, yeah, like with friends or sleepover. Like, that's that game. You don't me. feel the the intensity of the the battle of the Pikachu, Pikachu. <laughs> like like whenever you're watching tournament play, the thing that you that you you know that gets you going is that tug of war between two really high level players, right? Right. Where they're just Especially with Smash Brothers, because they can do such insane stuff with the the arenas. I think that's what's right. so impressive. I was watching um, Hungry Box, and uh, he exclusively plays Jigglypuff, and he's just doing these things where he just keeps hanging off the edge. And yeah. For any of you who've played and you're not very good, you know what like how scary the edge is because it's like you watch the tournament people play, and they can just always get back. It doesn't matter yeah. how far they go if they're being attacked, they're getting hit, they have to go under the board, whatever. They always seem to be able to get back. I always fall off, no matter what. If I'm just standing near the edge, I might accidentally walk off. Right. But like Hungrybox hangs out in this weird space that's just off the edge of the map, and he's always able to kind of like move, pop up, attack, hang there. You know. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could get that 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 passion for it. I just get really bored and I watch competitive. I just like when it was on. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go watch something else until it's done, and then I'll get back for Street Fighter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know when I watch it. I'm just sort of like, hey. That's cool. It's weird to watch a, jig- a Jigglypuff in a tournament setting. Like, I find that so jarring. <laughs> like someone seriously, like seriously playing with Jigglypuff. I find that so bizarre. Well, that, that's why I'm saying that the the theme or the looks or whatever don't matter. It's all down to. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Here. I get there's a skill thing. I just, I guess, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess that's the problem. <laughs> well, it's it is down to taste. Yeah. You know. Right. I know. Like, I didn't really care about Tekken Seven. I watched a bit of it though. It, it was interesting, but I didn't really care about it as much as like uh, yeah. Smash. I watched, some, or I watched some of the crazy anime fighting games. It was a mental Blaze Blue and stuff like that, and uh, Guilty Gear. Those are those, Guilty I don't some Gear. Those are quite fun to watch still. I loved Guilty Gear, man. On the PlayStation Two, Guilty Gear X. I loved that game. It's a name from the past. And that's yeah. all about how to say about that. <laughs> I haven't heard that game in a long time. It's just yeah, a little Lord of the Rings meme. Um, <laughs> so it just went me into nostalgia mode. It was like, oh, I don't know. You're like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Guilty gear. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, oh, he's thinking of a porno, in fact. He's not even thinking of a game. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the Minecraft servers are getting a DDoS attack at the moment. So. Oh, fine. Which one? The server, uh, the actual login servers. Huh? Fine. Fine, fine. It's uh, yeah. retaliation of the director choice. Right. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. like this always sunny Philadelphia guy. <laughs> right. I, bet it's always it, right I don't want Minecraft wild card. Server. I bet it's. We don't like beards. <laughs> some scrim kitties. He looked too different at Minecon. Who is this man? <laughs> um, so, Fallout Shelter uh, has raised 
$5.1 million in two weeks from Talk their app. Talking of microtransactions? Yeah, oh, heck yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, lunchboxes. Mm. I mean, I think that they did the microtransaction amazingly well, is that there was there they there wasn't like all these crazy things like you wouldn't buy specific things there was one thing to buy it was a lunchbox and you open it up and you get five random cards and that's it i think they did that really well and it you didn't there wasn't ever a sense that you had to do a lunchbox to to win complete the game you know it was just it, and it wasn't an obvious like Oh, you have to get the lunchbox or wait three hours in order for your thing to like blah, blah, blah. Like lunchbox boxes didn't speed up uh, character progression. They didn't speed up building. They didn't speed up people searching in the wasteland. Like it didn't speed up. So what up did anything. they do? They would give you, they would, if like you were in it, like if you had screwed up and not managed your food correctly, like they, like you might randomly get food or bottle caps or players or items um but any of the stuff like uh like leveling up your characters or like a bit going out in the wasteland was a big part of uh of the game like it didn't speed that up at all it didn't speed up i mean you could build faster i guess if you had the caps and you randomly got caps from it or you'd get characters like specialty characters uh and that would help out a lot but i think they did the 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 microtransaction correctly in this. Do you know how many of those five million dollars are mine? Yours? Mm -hmm. Just, just, just none of them because <laughs> bloody Android. Okay. Yeah. They only. It's only available for iOS right now. Yeah. Android is the Mac of phones. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's one of the few little games I thought I'd like to play. That and a lot of people say it's just grindy and boring, but it does buy an uh, Apple device. Yeah, because I'm that dim. <laughs> oh, fight, 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 fight. Let's do it. Chad versus Badge. Dang. Dang. <laughs> well, uh, while you make fun of me, I'll just cry in my little corner playing Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Um, I just look at all these Apple devices. I could play it twice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, look, there's an iPad too, Badge. Why don't you buy an iPad? <laughs> See, you're a slave. Uh? <laughs> A slave that like can play slave. I don't even it's want like, to play it. I don't even have it. You're a slave to your Android device. Like, there's no difference. Um. Anyway, I think that's uh, pretty amazing that the uh, that five point one million dollars in two weeks. I hope that this doesn't change anything. Man, know? I bet they could. Uh, imagine what they made it if it was on Android too. They oh, yeah. have loads of stuff that you have to buy in that that you can't get through for just playing it for little no. microtransactions. They, they, don't, don't. they don't have anything. You can't. You can't. So everything you can, you can everything you can buy in that you can also just get through playing. Just get through playing. I'm pretty sure the one That's thing fine. that I'm I'm not 100 percent positive on are the special characters. I've never gotten a special character from them coming from the waste, like them just coming in. I've always got them through the boxes. But you also how much money have you spent? Uh, I think I've spent like ten dollars. Um, How much are the lunchboxes? Uh, you get a pack. You know, that, I think that's like twenty lunchboxes. I think, but you also get lunchboxes for completing. Like you constantly have things that you can do. Sometimes, like uh, they're like achievements where you you get 
2,000 water or whatever. And then you'll either get caps, which is money, or you'll get a lunchbox or two. I um, like that. I like that. So, like... Okay. Even like if that. even if I'm incorrect, I don't. I can't remember if you can get special characters just from normally playing the game. Like I don't remember if they're only in the lunch boxes. But you also get lunch boxes just by playing the game. So you don't need to buy them. Uh, you can just get them yeah. through the achievements. That, that's 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 where free. That's where the whole micro free to play thing is okay for me. Like I don't mind that if you can get it all in game, but you yeah. have the option to pay. I don't mind that. It's I also. They- Gate it off with money. I don't like. I just hate the apps that it they stop you from playing the game because your energy ran out. Candy or, Crush. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> like you're you're actively stopping me from continuing to play your game unless you pay a little. bit Exactly. More. I hate those apps. Well, th- those 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 people are evil. They just target addictive people and try and win as much money out of them. Those, right. Those yeah. It reminds me oh of like God. casino gambling, like cuz like especially Candy yeah. Crush with like yeah. all the sounds like ching ching like ding 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 ding. I mean, Candy Crush the stuff like that you don't have to buy the the stuff to win either. Oh, but they so encourage you to do. Oh, it. they encourage you to, yeah. but you don't have to. Um, all right, but it gets level. real. It stops real fast if you get far enough along in the game. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, would, I wouldn't say you don't have to exactly. I mean, if you're comparing it to say, well, there's games where you have to buy something if you want to progress because it's so prohibitive not to do that. But I mean, isn't it kind of just shifting it to something else where you have these five lives per day right. and then you can't play anymore? Well, that's limiting your progression, but you can pay to remove it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It gets so ridiculous later on. I I'm playing. I used to like play a lot. Like if I was on a train, I just fuck around on that for a while. And there was a point where you would literally get maybe at one level a week because it was stupid. Because it was fucking hard and stuff like that. Right. One thing on the on the gambling bit of it though, Chad, I would say that Candy Crush basically just lifts Bejeweled. Oh yeah. Steals it, and Bejeweled didn't have any transactions of any kind other than buying the game. No, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's got me. Hey, I you all still wearing your Minecraft uh, download logo thing? It's still got mine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like wearing things. My wrist. So I ain't gonna watch them today. Yeah. Nah, it's not even on today. I'm all I'm naked today. Logo. Got my special one of a kind. Did you see someone like went on some like mountain in Morocco and sent us a picture? No. <laughs> the wristband. Yeah, the wristbands have been to Morocco. No, they put it at the very top in a time capsule. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, wow, what a weird company. They had a download logo. <laughs> Default's placeholder logo. Our wristbands have also been to China. Oh, well, yeah. That's where they originated. Your first year. <laughs> um, yeah. My Some one fear about the five million is that Bethesda's like, ooh, time... <laughs> Having to have make this our business. Ooh. I think that would be the uh, the shareholders that would probably be. Uh, yeah, the board. Like, yeah, the board, like, ones that are hovering yeah. in the background, like we're going to milk this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the, the puppet masters of. Exactly. Anyway, moving on to ask crack, ask crack. where you send in questions and we try our best to answer them. Mostly fail. The name of that ask crack. No, it's been named that since I, I don't remember being called Ask Crack last time. 
No, it's all. Yeah, the last time it was like uh, crack question or something. <laughs> uh, this is from Anonymous. Um, and he says, or she says, I'm 15 and getting my wisdom teeth today. Getting them? Like getting in the them. mail. Here you are. Uh, Friday teeth? and probably before the podcast yeah. is uploaded. Do you have any past stories about getting your wisdom teeth out? Oh, he, now, now he wants to know about getting them out. Uh, keep all the good work, Minecrackers. And remember, all hell king badge. You said um, that I still so have my excitedly. wisdom Sorry. I have, I have my name, but I had teeth taken out once when one of them went rotten, and that was horrendous. <laughs> You still yeah. have your wisdom teeth? Yeah. I still have mine, too. Oh, no, I got mine out. out. I got mine out recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are, like, completely, like, out and fine. So I don't have to have did mine Did you see a dentist? And he was like, ah, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Not everybody has to have them out. Yeah. It's not screwing everybody. up your teeth. I've had yeah. mine out. Um, I, I, I resisted having them out for a long time, so I didn't want to go to the hospital. Um, and the, it got so painful in the end I had to. And because I'd left it so long, they'd driven into the side tooth next to them, so I had to have twice as many teeth out. So that was great. Mm. The classic, put it <laughs> off. Where you're like, ah, it's yeah. fine. fine. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I was like, I'm dying, but I yeah. should probably no. go. Oh, yeah. yeah, when I got mine out, um, I remember thinking, like it was the first time that I had gone under anesthesia uh, or an- what is it called? Anesthesia? Anesthetic. Anesthetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and what, like that I would ever remember. Like I, I went under for surgery when I was really young, but I don't remember that. So I was thinking, like, I'm gonna remember this. Like, I'm gonna. Oh, was that like one of the ones where they just numb you, but you're still awake? No, this is they put you down totally. They like, put you I, down, I, son. Put you down. Yeah, I, I've only had yeah. one of those. That was that was so weird. I remember waking up and being really confused because there were just two, uh, like. The two people, the two attending people in the room when you wake up were both Asian, and I got really confused. <laughs> I was like, "Why are there Asian people everywhere? What's going on?" And then I threw up on the floor. Oh, <laughs> God. I woke up from anesthesia. I was like, "What is going? Have I been shipped to China or something like that?" I was really- <laughs> you cannot take me alive. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was super I'm- bizarre. I remember getting wheeled back from the uh, from the theater on the on the bed um, and just the making theater. Up. Did you see a movie? <laughs> <laughs> the operating theater. No, the, the theater of surgery. Yeah, it's like a theater of war. The, cut, the, the cutting hall. I can come back from the cutting hall and you know, pushing me on the trolley. I just remember being an airplane going. Did you say cutting hole? <laughs> the cutting hall. Apparently, operating theater is too weird for Americans. So. Operating um, well, this is weird. Theater, Milby just... was confused. Milby, Milby didn't understand either. For a yeah. minute, I was like, "Did he mean he got wheeled back in a bed from like watching a film?" I was like, "He's had a movie and he had a heart attack." They, they sent they sent back and I, I hate hospitals I, I absolutely hate them and they sent me back to like this ward where there was probably about six or so people that were all recovering from. Well, I presume it was the same surgery because they're all like this. But all of them looked like they were in, in comas or zombies. There's a the couple that were moving was sort of like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying. It's where they keep yeah. the zombies, really. And they will be in. <laughs> I sat down there and because you have to have someone to pick you up when you've had the general aesthetic. I was like, well, can you give my dad a ring, get him to come and pick me up? And they're like, yeah, okay. And I'm just sitting there, bounced around, just waiting to go. It was almost immediate, and everybody else is sort of lying in bed like they're dying. It was. It's really jarring. Yeah, it really like I was not recovered for a few hours. Yeah, like I it was very weird because I remember just like 
it was weird. They were like, count to five. And the next thing I know, I'm surrounded by Asian people. And I think I'm in right. trouble. <laughs> like, when I was going under, I was like, I'm going to remember this. And I remember looking at the ceiling going, that ceiling tire looks really weird. And then I was, that was it. That was like the last yeah. thing I remember. And then I remember waking up. And then the, I remember they showed me the video about how you're supposed to like take care of your teeth and like things you're not supposed to like eat or whatever after the surgery. And I remember thinking... This is the dumbest thing ever. I'm not gonna remember any of this, and that's the only <laughs> thing I remember. That's it. Uh, and then I got home and like laid down forever. Yeah. I stayed in the hospital for a while. That was when I did my healing. That was I was really lucky. I should have been on a ward, but they didn't have any rooms, so they just put me in this private room, and I stayed there the whole time. I got really super nice. lucky. <laughs> pretty nice. <laughs> cool. Next question. That's for Cody. hey. Sorry. Hey, Minecrackers, how do you guys manage your spare time? You obviously organize a lot of time to editing, recording, and interacting with fans, but how often do you get to just relax or do other stuff? And what do you enjoy doing? Praise Lord, bad Jesus, and hey, guests. Did I miss something? Why does everyone keep adding that? Or was that, was from, that was from Rora. Yes. Uh, it's been a long-running joke, but I just basically goes in and edits all the questions. Uh, <laughs> Shut well. up, they don't believe you if you say that. I don't know if I'd call it a joke at this point. <laughs> it's an actual call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is now fact. Uh, who wants uh, answer first? What the hell is the question? Let, let me go first, what do you do in your free time, basically? How do you manage it? Who has free time? <laughs> what, right, the fuck yeah. what are you talking about? I know both me and you like schedule to have weekends, like because it can. Oh encroach. right, well okay. On my weekends, I spend it with my family. Right. Yeah, your scheduled free time is to do things, so it's not really free. This, time. These last two weekends, though, I haven't had that opportunity, so I haven't yeah. had it for weekend. I don't know where the time goes. I have. Well, I feel like I have a lot of free time, but I. Don't know where it all goes. Goes to live stream. Well, <laughs> I don't know. No, like, really. I'm recording, and then I'm like, okay, I need to do a live stream at some point, and then I'm like, no, I need to editing. I don't know. I've had to find the time to do some weights, though. God, I just Always. wish I lived in Milby's world where it's oh, you know, I don't know. Like I could just do I just editing. Fly, I, I just fly yeah. by the seat of my pants. You know? I don't know. I guess I'll record this thing now. That's uh, how he wants his life to be, though. He's arranged it that way. Oh my yeah. gosh! Just, you want your life to be the way it is, basically. No, gonna, like you're like one minute you're like that, and you're like, oh, I should do. I guess I could. I could go to bed. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like your level of responsibility is like so much nicer. That's, it's pretty low. I don't have that much. It's pretty. <sighs> it's pretty jealous. Funny. Yeah, I think that some people like like I'm living this this dream world where once I get all the work done, I'm gonna have a lot of free time <laughs> and one of these years it's gonna happen you just wait same like i just think like and there's many moments i'll wake up and go okay i just need to get these four things done and then i'll have the rest of the day free and it's not true because once all that gets done there's more like there's there's so much stuff like my rage craft i have been told for at least a week and a half that all my rage craft videos are mistitled and misthumbnailed and everything. And I keep thinking like, oh God, I just need to do that. But there's this other thing that I know needs to happen before that. I just haven't had the time to go over and 
and spend 20 minutes rearranging ragecraft like no, no it's it's a priorities thing isn't yeah, it yeah it's like it's like those are already out like people get it cuz like they normally like click the thing that's the newest and it's in the correct order that way it's just not titled correctly or thumbnailed correctly like I, it can I, wait there's so many things i feel like my biggest worry is like worrying that i might not get my dailies done in final fantasy 14 sometimes i'm like are you oh, still man, playing dailies i'm so fucking I gotta pr- plan that out at some point today. <laughs> yeah, I still play that. I play my brother all the time. Love that game. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I, I guess I spend a lot of time procrastinating between recordings. I'm like, I need to do that, and I'll just go on in it, do something else, and then I'll get back to it eventually. And then I guess there are things I could do, but I just don't do them. <laughs> I don't know where my days go. I don't understand it. I didn't realize it was almost the end of the year. That's confused me. That was super jarring to me. What about you, Co? Day job. My day job <laughs> is my sort of priority anchor. So like you were saying, it's the thing where there's a lot of stuff I want to do that I'd like to do. And uh, as long as there's some outstanding thing for the day job that needs to be done, I can't focus on anything else fully. Like I feel this sort of, it's guilt-ish of like, I, I want to do this, but I could be getting more done on the day job. So it ends up making everything that I do, like, you know, further, have, further you out. You'd have loads of free time if you didn't have the day job. I think so, yeah. Actually, yeah. everything else in my life, I kind of control when it happens and how much work I put into it. But the day job is this sort of thing where I'm constantly working on the unknown. And I run into things that, like, right now I'm working on a project that I've been killing myself on. Um, I haven't had much sleep in the past few days, and I don't know if I'm going to get much sleep tonight. It was supposed to be done last week, but I keep running into gotchas of like, oh, I didn't know I was going to spend two days on this one small thing because it doesn't work at all. Uh, and that just keeps happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Been that. But yeah, I, I, you know, know, the rest I of like... my schedule is pretty set. Like, it's mostly. I feel like, re- I feel like I'm in another world now. <laughs> I've got these things. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go play it with the fan. your microphone. Yeah, someone's like drumming their mic. That's all I could care about at the moment. <laughs> Sorry. I think I was tapping on my desk while I was talking. Um, so I, was, I ruined that whole thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It didn't ruin no. anything. It was just like, a, what is that? Just um, edit, this whole, edit this whole conversation has just taught me that I live in a world of fairies and pixies, basically. <laughs> you do. Well, again, not exactly. I mean, like, I have probably about as leisurely of a schedule as you do. It's just that my responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have I have certain things that are responsibilities. If I didn't have the day job, it would be about like I could do whatever I want to do whenever I want to, like yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I guess I just don't have that. I don't have a thing that I am betrothed. Betrothed is that the word? Bet- Married betrothed. to? <laughs> Behoven? Engaged? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah beholden. I'm, beholden to. Behold, obligated. Yeah. I don't really have anything like that, so I guess that's why. Right. Envious uh, position to be in. Yeah, I guess I can see why Chad be busy because he's got all the, the podcasts and the giz. He's the giz. He's the he's the master gizwiz. <laughs> gizwiz <laughs> was taking up all my time, really. And um, all these other things you do, so I can see that. Well, well Chad, your situation is not that bad though, because I mean it's a busyness that you you built for yourself, right? I mean you're doing everything that 
you want to do. Yeah, no, it's true. It's just uh, whenever, like, VidCon is this weekend, and I had to, like, my schedule is great as long as there's nothing else to do, but that's never the case. Like, I have, like, my schedule is very full, like, starting at noon to about 7 every day, I've basically it's like my nine to five. It's like that is when I work and I have everything scheduled that, you know, here's at a time. <laughs> ching, 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 ching. This is this is Milby's world over here. I, I, like, I found this today. So as, um, and uh, and like this morning, like I only have time until 11 until the podcast starts. And now the rest of my day is scheduled like it's it's podcast. Uh, it's the meeting, it's a stream later tonight, I need to record OMG Craft in between the meeting and the stream, so that I can go up on Thursday tomorrow, which is VidCon, because I won't be here, and the car, like, dropping off my car to the repair uh, office took, I thought it was going to take about 20 minutes, it ended up taking about 40 minutes, and that, like, threw my whole freaking day off, I started stressing out that I wasn't going to have enough time to get back to my apartment, to even eat, or, or like, uh, I had to uh, write up a few paragraphs for um, a, a website that is, like, doing an interview thing on me, and it was just, like, the amount of stuff that's scheduled is, you're correct, like, you're right, it's, like, what I've wanted and, and how I've wanted it, but anytime there's anything extra, it's, like, like every all my gears just grind together because there's not enough time in the day to do. You have to have some flex items. That's yes, you, that's the answer. You got to have some things in there that you just blow off. Yes, and and Wednesday's the worst though because it's like there's like like by the time we end, I wish we'd scheduled things differently because when the podcast ends, there's not enough time to actually do anything productive in between now and the Minecraft meeting. Right. Because especially whenever this thing runs till five, so uh, we should postpone like, it to an hour before the meeting. So then we have a deadline. Like we have to get this done. We have ten minutes left. We have to stop. Right. Yeah. Honestly, that's a brilliant idea. Start this a little bit later, and then it runs right into the meeting. Because um, yeah, the time in between this and the meeting is like a dead time that I can't actually accomplish anything. And finding time to eat before this is not a good time. So it's like eat I'm always eat. really hungry by the time the meeting's like. Well, I'll eat supper, I guess, once the meeting's done. So it's like it's my only meal of the day on Wednesdays is after the meeting. Yeah, have a siesta. That's that's why I'm often a little bit late to come here because I'm eating my dinner. Right, but then you're fucking everyone. Like that's the thing that pisses me off beyond anything is when people can't show up on time to something that is yeah. the same fucking time every fucking week. Yeah, yeah that's, that's every thing. fucking like, week, and you're late every you say fucking that. week. Then like, fuck you. You say, you say that like your like your dinner is an immobile thing. Like, well, I well, always no, dinner at this time, and I'm not going to move it so I can do other things. No, it's, it's not that you, you do it, and then sometimes it overruns a little bit, and you know, it's, it's ten minutes. We're not talking an hour. I just, here. I just um, eat while we do it and just mute myself. It's just well, yeah, then, if I eat while we do it, we get no end of shit. Yeah, but don't, don't eat while you're talking. Just stop. start your fucking pie hole feeling ten minutes earlier next Wednesday, and you'd be done on time. <laughs> I feel time. like we had a really good moment. We talked it out. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do your question, Chad? We'll be forever. I guess. Sure, I guess. Um, uh, hey, Podcrackers! I just started my first job a few months ago, and I've really enjoyed be it. Be on time. <laughs> That's my <laughs> do your job. Do your job. <laughs> do that. 
My question is, what guys was your first job? Did you enjoy it, or did you have any cool stories to share about it? Uh, Joshua, Joshua, what the heck is his name? Joe, Joshua, <laughs> Josiah. Josiah, thank you. Wow. Bar, oh, working wow. in a bar, having working in a bar, drinking more than the people I was serving sometimes, and uh, <laughs> you seem like a bartender. I I I was great, man. I was I was taking numbers. I was I was the first time. <laughs> taking numbers like girls' yeah. numbers all the time when I started oh, doing wow. it. And then they started to know who. And then they started to realize who I was. And then they stopped. When I first started, there, nobody who knew who I was. It was easy. And then it got really bad. Wait, but you got a reputation as a bartender. Yeah, <laughs> or <laughs> as Milby the YouTuber. There's no as a as no, a, no the number man as a bar, There's only the one club in my town, and I worked in that club as a bartender. Right. So. Everyone so knew so once was. once he'd had everybody, then he couldn't have yeah. anybody else. Yeah, uh. have, so, so yeah, but like, I, but it was weird because like when I left, I got told I was the best barman they'd ever have, and I was like, my god, you really terrible staff. <laughs> I, I gave off so many free drinks to my friends. I drank a lot while I was behind them. <laughs> I was a terrible barman, but I was the best they had. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was a pizza guy. Pizza guy. That was my first job. Yeah. Were you delivery or were you making it? Yeah, I was a delivery guy. I can't imagine you making them now, like with like the Italian well, you had to stereotype hound, like hey, like if there were if there was nothing else going on, <laughs> the delivery guys had to make pizzas, and they didn't, they weren't like hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you work for Domino's? Walk up to the door with the pizza spinning around. <laughs> That's how you come into work. I'm here ready to work. <laughs> when you're delivering pizza, sometimes you have to take them with out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning as you drive. You got the yeah. pizza. Everyone had to have a convertible. So they could, uh... <laughs> At least a sunroof. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it, was, uh, it was a family joint. It was just a small, it was a small place with really good pizza. I had a lot of stupid shit happen, though, in, yeah. in my <laughs> delivery life. I remember one time. Yeah, go ahead. We had we had jumbo pizzas, like just a big, massive rectangle pizza cut in squares. That whole deal, big, huge box. I had it on the front seat, and I I just left the place. Like I did a little UE. I turned right, and I was like not even out of the block yet. And a dog like runs out of this apartment complex and goes across the street. I had hit the brakes, but the pizza went like like that. (laughs) So I, I am like, oh fuck! So I open it up, and it's just like this fucking pizza <laughs> sausage all at one end of the accordion. Box. It's just an accordion. <laughs> pizza yeah. So I had to like turn around, go straight back, be like, uh, I fucked up. <laughs> I need another one. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I bet that messes everything up when that happens, because then everyone's things get delayed, don't they? Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, everybody else's stuff stays fine. It's just that now their thing is at the end of the line and has to go through. Oh uh, right. Yeah. Has yeah. to be made. Extra buck, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first job was a summer camp counselor at a at a, a summer camp. That. You've seen but like if you want the like craziest <laughs> story of me working, um. I worked as uh, audio vision, an AV installer, which is like uh, DVD players and high definition TVs and and wiring all that throughout our house. Uh, at a company that that did uh, it did it for very expensive homes, like three million dollar homes was like the norm. And um, we were installing a home theater, and we had just got these chairs, these like super nice leather chairs delivered. 
And so I was opening them up and I took my box cutter and cut the box open. And, I know what happens. Yeah. And I, I cut the chair. I cut the chair. Like, and it was in the worst possible spot. It was on the armrest where like the armrest curves over and it's, I don't know how to like exactly, it's on the corner of the arm basically. And it's where the leather had like folded over a few times. So I cut it like right on the edge of it. So there's no way to like patch it easily because everything is like folded over like on this really intricate like edge of the chair. And I'm just like, this is like a $5,000 chair. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so I had to like do that freaking nervous walk over to my boss and be like, I just screwed up real bad. And, <laughs> and so like I showed him and he was like, put a towel on that. Like we cannot, <laughs> we cannot let the client see that. And so then it was like, and luckily um, they like covered for me and because we didn't want the homeowner to see that we had totally screwed up his chair. And so it was like this secret mission to get a leather repairman to come out and like seal it up and like like and so like they were like okay the leather repairman is gonna be here in like two hours and we need to make sure the client like doesn't notice like the leather repairman like distracting yeah like, so like Whoa. like you know we're like if anyone asks like he is uh he's conditioning the chairs he's putting like we're doing this extra step for free like um <laughs> give you a bonus oh my gosh and i felt so horrible and like and like they you know they were nice like the the company was nice about it and you know didn't tell me how much it cost but like i saw the sheets later and it was like six hundred dollars to like repair this like screw up that i did um wow. and uh and then to round all and everything ended up being fine the leather repairman did a great job like it was patched he got the colors like really well so you you like if you really stared you could kind of tell that there was something up but uh uh but like like not a big deal at all and then fast forward uh to a few years ago i was chatting with uh, the owners when i was back in austin they're like hey remember you know that one house that you cut open the chair i was like yeah and they're like well we went back to take photos and apparently their dogs uh, they have dogs and their dogs just chewed up these chairs and like right where your cut was is like just totally just gnarled from these dogs <laughs> and so i'm like yes like everything is fine like <laughs> nothing ever happened from the total chair screw up oh, that's um, amazing. so yeah yeah it's like my, job story. my first job was putting the lids on cream pots in a dairy which was absolutely hideous for some reason they couldn't do that ma machine wise they had to do it manually um so after a couple on. of hours no yeah, it's, no it's just a little plastic lid and you get the cream pot and you put the lid on and, and it just kind of clips on but after a few hours you kind of piss at that so you start you know that and then one explodes <laughs> and then you know that's it but what, what, what chad was saying reminded me um my first proper real you know eight hours a day 40 hours a week job um i think the first week i reformatted the hard drive accidentally <laughs> <laughs> I managed to lose the entire library of graphic work that uh, wow. I've done for several years. Oh, oh my god! No. Yeah, did you run? Did you run? Did you <laughs> down and run. You know that <laughs> moment where you, the, the blood just drains out your yeah. face and gets cold, and it's just like I just want to wet myself. It, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll get my coat. I'm going. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but they were pretty cool. So. <laughs> my first job was priming tobacco and like the fields, like a. Southern man, I guess. <laughs> priming it? 
Yeah, that's where you uh, like because uh, it, it it matures in stages. So like the bottom leaves will be done first, and you go and you like just grab them off and like put them under your arm and carry them. And you go down the row, and then you put those on a tractor and take them back to the barn. And the women sew them onto sticks and hang them up in the barns, and that's where they dry before they go in these big barrels that the like they when they go to auction and the tobacco companies buy them, then they put them in barrels and cure them or whatever. Um, so, but yeah, you have to go through like the rows of tobacco, like six times before they're actually done and get them off in layers basically. Huh. And then they get hung up. But my cousin would get really sick cause they put all these chemicals on the tobacco. I mean, when all you're also getting like some tobacco in you too, but like, there's like all the pesticides and all that shit. And so he would come home every day and puke for like an hour. What? And then we would go swimming in his pool. But like, this was like a <laughs> daily ritual every morning. They pick you up at like four o'clock in the morning. Um, and, uh, you're out there till about noon. And then like, once it starts getting hot, you go home and he pukes for an hour and then we go swimming. And that was our, our summer for, uh, that two summers in a row, actually. And the pay was terrible too. Like at the end of the week, I remember he, he would like come by and drop off this envelope and it would have like $6 and 25 cents <laughs> or something. It was like so bad. Wow. Uh, when you said he puked and then you swam in his pool, I thought you meant you swam in his pool of puke. <laughs> No, 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 we didn't pull a few. We know you lost in No, no. So, yeah, that was my first job. Sounds like a terrible first job. Yeah, they replaced all the, like, because back then, like, around here, all that's what all the kids did, but now it's just all Mexicans. <laughs> they're, t- they're taking our American jobs. <laughs> they did. They took our jobs. <laughs> Take, our 13-year-olds need to work. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine that was good. That's good for anyone, though. I bet those chemicals like fuck people up. Yeah, you probably I mean, got like my an cousin extra, up for sure. But I bet like like there's like one like an extra eye growing on you somewhere now. Yeah, well, like everyone around here's had cancer that I know, and that's what they all did when they were kids, like all the old people. So I imagine like yeah, who knows? Anyways, bad. Your question. My question. Wait, did everyone answer that? Yeah. Okay, good. Sorry. I didn't want to skip anyone. From the Eternal Goat. Hey, guys. Quick question here. If you could design your own game, what features would it include? Would it be a first-person shooter, an adventure game, take place in space, etc.? Keep up the good work and make some more amazing videos. P.S. I just love I just life. Uh, I can't help but think we might have had some of this before a long time ago. Yeah, I think someone may have asked this one before, uh, but right. it was me who put it in, so I'm sorry. That's all right. I, I'd be like Paul, Paul, Peter. Is it Peter Molyneux who always promises stuff and never delivers? <laughs> yes, yeah. bless him. I'd be like I'd be like him. I'd I want every single genre in my game, and then I'd realize it wasn't going to happen, and I'd break down and tell everyone they were shit. Like be like, listen, we're, you're going to be able to plant a tree and watch and it grow. Going to grow into a human being, and then that human being is going to find a space. It might grow evil, or it might grow good. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I I just be it depends on how much you water the tree in the beginning of the game. You got to talk to it too. Yeah, plants respond to talk. I would I would t- I used to do that when I write when I like would like write little stories. I'd try and add in every fucking genre and every thing that had inspired me into the one thing every time. It was just like this disaster. And yeah. uh, but that's what I do. I'd be <laughs> over enthusiastic dev who would try and get everything in and then cry because it wouldn't work basically. Be so you want to build Spore, basically? Yeah, oh, well, Spore was such a disaster. I don't like that game. Did you did you play Godus or Goddess? Yeah, I did. The click at the yeah, that wasn't that great either. No. Do you remember the cube? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy who won his like god powers and it was shit. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, yes. man. I want to make an actual zombie survival game. Seven Days to Die is pretty close. That's the closest that anyone's ever gotten, I think, to a good zombie survival game. I'd probably I just make a Dark Souls game, actually. I think one of the reasons that Minecraft works so well as like a survival game is how simplistic uh, the world is. Like that's what I get frustrated with Seven Days to Die with with just how like it's this weird mashup of realist realism and the weird cubic stuff that they can pull off in the game. What cubic stuff? I mean, just everything is built on the on a grid, you know, and and like all, all the like spikes and stuff. Like they just don't look very like dangerous, but they are. And I don't know. Nico, Nico. Um. Uh. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just my me. Yeah. Crazy. My me. Um. But it's like it's forgivable in Minecraft. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was, I was, uh, I go through these phases of, you know, sometimes when you're sitting there and you get a taste for something in your mouth, you think, I, I really need to eat some of that. Yeah. I kind of like that with games that sometimes, <laughs> the, the other day I just had to play a first person shooter and I had some people rages. It was like, um, so so to build my own ideal game, it's going to change depending on when I'm asked, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still want a really good space exploration type of game where, like, my like I it might be that Star Citizen is exactly the game that I want. But, no Man's Sky. Yeah, or maybe No Man's Sky, where you're not just a spaceship. Like, I hate those space games where you are a spaceship. <laughs> Do you have a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? He's got two. Milby has two sausages. Um, yeah, where you can, like, leave the cockpit and walk around your ship and dock and trade and go into a space station and... Uh, and, so, yeah, I've always wanted like a legit Star Wars, Star Trek game, not Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, you can, you do all that, everything you just basically said. Right. And I don't um, know one that's ever really. Well, like, like Mass Effect. But. Yeah. But see, like I, all, but I, all, I kind of want the, the building and creation aspect, not exactly of Minecraft, but like, like, like actually, um, uh, uh, space engineers, like I was like, man, maybe this might be the game that I've always been wanting. Uh, if it was like better MMO, like where you could go to a space station that, that, you know, 20 or 30 people have created over time, uh, yeah. because mass effect, seems way too much on the rails. Like for me, have that sounds you... like what, uh, what's this thing is going to be the, um, no man's sky. Yeah. Have you played yeah. Eve? See, yes, and I, I really wanted to get into Eve, but the but the learning curve and the time commitment is too much. Like I love that you can do basically anything in Eve. I think that's the problem: is you want a game that's not on the rails like Mass Effect, but you and the the requirements of having something that's so sculpted, like you're saying, is a big time commitment. Right. So it's like you can't have both. But see, really. like Minecraft does it really well. 
Yeah, but it's a huge time commitment. If you want to have any of the great things that you actually have in your mind in the game, get ready to spend at least your rest of your life. <laughs> but <laughs> at least but it's not the rest of your life because we've seen it in Minecraft. Like, create I, a game, create a game like Space Engineers where it's much more easier to, uh, to, to manage a lot of players. And have and anyone can throw up a server, and you could join to an IP on their server, and the community will create, you know, whatever. Well, it's the same as Space Engineers. It's a huge time commitment. Like we have two hundred episodes, and we made three ships. Yeah, but you can only have four people in that game. No, we could. You could have a lot more. How many? Yeah, we've got took a more eight. than Minecraft. Really. Yeah. You could have like a thousand people in a server? No, I didn't say a thousand people, but you can have more than that in, in a Minecraft server. You can only have like a hundred people in a Minecraft server. Okay. I mean, you're huh. talking, unless you're talking about like Bungie and servers together, which I'm sure you could have some similar technology in Space Engineers. Yeah. I, I mean, I, got, I guess I also like Space Engineers doesn't really have any sort of like other than other than meteor showers like there's no aliens that are going to attack like there's no other than that it doesn't feel like there's a lot of survival that's actually what they're adding <clears throat> is like uh, yeah they're, they're like they're pioneering some like really smart ai that they have like a team that's like going to like talk about ai because they're, they're trying that hard. huh okay they spend loads of money into it as well it might be space engineers is the game that i want then uh, I don't know if it is. I'm, I mean, I wasn't trying to say that it was either. Yeah, but it's, it's like I don't know. There, there's you know, the games have some way of of you know the look and feel and flow of the game. <laughs> you focus way off. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just changes. Like Space Engineers. I don't know. It may, maybe I don't know. You I know. think that what you want out of a game like that is uh, extremely difficult to achieve. Right. That's why it's not generally done. Like you either have to be happy with a little slice of space or happy with an on rails, you know, like you'll, you'll probably never see something like mass effect, but open world. Right. Or yeah, it potentially could be never because I'm not sure that we can get there. It's, it's like uh, it's, it's a massive exponential problem, I think from a, you know, programming point of view. Right. That's why things like No Man's Sky I have no faith in because I think that you're going to constantly see the pattern for the procedure generation. Oh, I don't it's supposed to be this endless world. I'm gonna just going to live in my own bubble when that comes out. I'm not going to read anything. I'm not going to have anyone tell me the patterns. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not gonna get it. I did it with Cube World. I read the pattern and instantly I was like, shh, <laughs> ruined everything for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you want me to do I wonder. That? I wonder if there's a way... Like, I love cute. Sorry. sorry, never mind. Go I'm ahead. Just kidding. I'm just done. kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't even hear what you said. What did you say? I said no. There's no way. No, there's no way. No, no, it's not possible. Uh, who has an answer to this question? Do we just move on? Yeah. Okay. We'll go. On. Uh, should I do mine then? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, Podcrackers. Hi. I was wondering. Do you sit down, get comfy? <laughs> a geek or a nerd? <laughs> What do you think the difference is between them? Thanks and keep up the brilliant work. I actually said this in a video I made the other day, which is where I think it's here, because it was also put up on the day that was the day I put the video out. <laughs> so, yeah, I was saying this. I said this in a vlog the other day where I was like, I always thought like geeks were people who were like really passionate about things. Like you would say like a film geek. You wouldn't say like a film nerd. You'd say like a film geek. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a science geek or <coughs> 
you know. And then you say like a maths nerd because like I always think of nerds as being like the intellectual like kind and geeks. Well, not necessarily not necessarily being stupid, a more like passion driven like sort of geeky culture kind of thing, you know? Right. Yeah, like like I yeah I kind of agree. Is that a geek is someone who has put time and dedication into something like maybe memorized or or something, um, but may not even be like a leader of industry or something like that. Like like a pretty passionate about something. Yeah, you just yeah just be passionate about it, and more of a nerd would be uh, studious, 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 and yeah, yeah. and. But I think the real difference is that a geek sits down to shit while a nerd's shit standing up. <laughs> it's definitely the difference. Definitely. I feel like I missed a reference then. I don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, I was uh, I was referencing this podcast actually. <laughs> <laughs> we only reference podcast. Do you uh do you wipe uh sitting down or standing up? Before. Yeah, okay, never mind. I just what I do now. I've changed my stat strategy now. Is I, I <laughs> change your strategy? What I do is I do you this. Shit on the in the shower or the I sink? I do this on the toilet seat. You squatty potty, and then I wipe because it opens my butt cheeks for easier wiping. And then you jump off. I you can't tell if you're like joking or not. No, no, I actually do. I after <laughs> I'm like I'm like let me go easy wipe because I don't have to. Then I don't have to like stretch the cheeks to get all the, the thing. I don't stand up and then create the, the paint splatter pan. See, before when you were on, you, we didn't have this great visual of you doing it. Yeah. You just get to picture me now squatting on the toilet going... Good is very interested yeah. in it. Have you not broken your toilet seat? That's what I'm thinking about. But like, I'm like, you, like, you put your feet on the toilet seat. Yeah. For the practical. I'm like, I've, I'm seen, like, I've like, seen your feet. That's gross. Well, yeah, just, you know, I don't wear shoes or socks, so... I, I'm, I'm always ready to stand on the toilet. Milby in my mind is just homeless. Like you, you're just you just <laughs> yeah, a wanderer. I also, take, I also take off my trousers when I do it. <laughs> do, you have, do, you have your, do you have your trousers around your shins when you go for a wee? No, no I can't imagine like... someone accidentally walking into like Dabby, just like, oh, sorry, and you're just completely spread legs, like that <laughs> face. Like... Hey! This reminds me of that. That photo that went by on uh, the What the Fuck subreddit the other day of somebody capturing a pic of a guy completely naked in a bathroom using the uh, what, a hand dryer what, the hand dryer to blow his ass out. He was bent over in front of the hand dryer. What the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's a subreddit. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Well, uh, that about wraps up our podcast. Thanks so much for watching. If you want to submit questions for us to answer, mindcracklp.com slash podcast is the place to do it. You can also find links to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube there. And thanks so much for watching the Minecraft podcast. See you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>